What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Did you know we love podcasts with mythical monsters, heroes, and gods? One of our favorites is Live from Mount Olympus, an adventure podcast for tweens and families of all ages. The new season tells a story of war, fate, friendship, betrayal, a heist, and a titan who played with fire. You don't want to miss the myth of Prometheus. Tune in to Live from Mount Olympus wherever you get your podcasts. What if kittens break the clock and spiel? What if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we're starting off with a question from a listener named Aurora. Hello, my name is Aurora, and I'm 10 years old, and I've been listening to your podcast since the first episode came out. But my What If World question is, what if J.S. Cat and Sarah met up with a secret detective. Thank you, I love your podcast. Thank you, Aurora. I can't wait to meet the secret detective. And we've got one more question from Parker. Hi, my name is Parker. I really like playing football with friends. And my what if question is, what if Fred the Dog, Alabaster Zero, and Mr. Eric got captured by Ninja Trolls? Thank you. Love your show. Bye. Oh, captured again. (sighs) You know what? As long as I don't get eaten, I'll be perfectly happy. So let's find out. What if JF Cat and Farrelise met up with a secret detective? And what if Fred the Dog, Alabaster Zero, and Mr. Eric got captured by Ninja Trolls? Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. (laughs) 
Hey there, folks! It's the 605th Annual Troll Roll Troll Bowl! The ouchiest, hurtiest, dirtiest sport in all of What If World! That's right, Papa Lou. No wonder nobody watches anymore. What are you talking about, Mama Gemma? The whole cavedium's full of a captive audience. Yeah, I haven't seen anyone leave their seats now that you mention it. Help us! We've been beep boop up now. This is not alright. The crowd is as rowdy as ever. I ordered a hot dog ten minutes ago. Now, as you know, each year, one lucky troll gets to pop off their head and have it be used as the game ball. Or trolder. Only to have their head harmlessly reattached after the game, right? Sure, after it gets kicked, rolled, and tossed about wreckfully for four quarters. I think you mean recklessly? Oh, no, it'll be fully wrecked. Which is okay for trolls, because their bodies heal so fast. But kids, don't try this at home. But now the moment we've all been waiting for. The ceremonial rolling out of the trolder. Whose head would it be? The suspense is killing them. That's a little joke. No, they're fine. Ow, ooh, ooh, ouch. Alabaster Zero. Can someone get me a helmet? Listeners, this is unprecedented. A non-troll troll roll trolder in the troll bowl. How is this even possible? Hmm, I bet if we cut back to 48 hours ago, this'll all make sense. Uh. I hate it when stories start with something exciting and then flashback before we know what's going on. Well, the flashback's supposed to tell you what's going on. And why 48 hours? I mean, who thinks of time in 24-hour chunks? Can't you just say two days? Okay, fair point, but... I mean, is there any way Alabaster was doing something both interesting and relevant to the story last Friday at 8.05 p.m.? Hey, I happen to lead a very exciting and fulfilling life. 48 hours earlier. Flussy, flussy, fluss, 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 fluss. I love celery with peanut butter and raisins. But now I have celery strings in my teeth thins. So I gotta fluss, fluss, and fluss, fluss. Okay, Alabaster. I, I guess I'll just go home then. Say, Papa Lou, I told you. Alabaster's just flossing, and he's already in his pajamas. Do you mean like the dance kind of flossing? No, his teeth. Wait, 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 Fred, 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 don't go yet. <laughs> you haven't even touched your ants on a log. Because doggies can't eat raisins, Alabaster Zero. But before Alabaster Zero or Fred the dog could find a new dog-safe snack for their sleepover... <laughs> Ninja Troll Attack by me, Patrollo. And their leader, Heads Nor Tails, who should have been introduced first. Sorry. Also me, Cassatraw. Oh, he snuck up on you good, that's for sure. Oh no, Ninja Trolls. I'm sorry, is it traditional for ninjas to introduce themselves in the middle of a stealth mission? Well, memory is fallible, you know. That's right. Perhaps we introduced ourselves at a different moment. But in this flashback from Alabaster Zero's perspective, we are introducing ourselves now because he can't remember when it actually happened. That's confusing. Mr. Eric, can you settle this with your narrator powers? 
uh, oh, sorry, no, I'm really not trying to get involved, so I don't get captured. Oh no, the narrator's seen us. We've got to do something. We'll just ninja him too, then. Are we really using ninja as a verb now? Well, why not? Just feels a little broad is all. All right, you three. Are you gonna ninja nap me or what? Ooh, ninja nap. That's a much better verb. And then, against my better judgment, I narrated myself getting captured by these ninja trolls, along with Fred the Dog and Alabaster Zero. Why do I? Oh, no. I'm not afraid of anything, <laughs> except this <laughs> and several other things. I'm sorry, weren't you actually going to describe us grabbing you? That was only just voices and sound effects. You know, I would describe it more specifically, but how do I make sense of three trolls from a make-believe world grabbing me here in the real world while somehow not pulling me away from the microphone? But in What If World, you don't need the microphone. Really? Yeah, so see, when I reach through this mirror into your studio and grab you with my giant clawed hand. You can just keep talking as usual and people will still hear you. That's like magic. No way. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Great, Mr. Eric is making friends with the ninja nappers. When he should be bumping them for information about their diabolical scheme. You really want to know our scheme? No one ever asks us. And we work so hard on them. It's all quite simple, really. Are they pulling up a PowerPoint presentation? Cut away, Eric. For PD the Pirate's sake, cut away! 36 hours before the game. Now, you see, couldn't he just say 12 hours later? Oh, yeah, or the next morning. Yeah, and how is he narrating after he got himself captured? Well, no, that part makes perfect sense if you just paid attention to the last uh, uh, um, Narrator trying to narrate, please? Okay, okay, just be quick about it, will ya? Uh, okay, uh, uh, Fairylise and JF Cat were at Alabaster Zero's apartment. There are some small signs of struggle, but not as much as you'd expect if you knew that big giant trolls had kidnapped them, which they didn't know, and that's why they were there investigating in the first place. Whoa, slow down, Mr. Eric, where's the fire? I, I was just- I just can't follow these newfangled podcasts anymore. Where could he be? Said Verilise, not hearing Mama Gemma and Papa Lou, who kept trying to barrel over my narration. Alabaster never misses our zero fair injustications. <laughs> Injust- it's, it's when we go to eat. Cute. Thank you, JF Cat. No, I was talking about this cute cat. You found Tabby Tallulah? That's Alabaster's cat. Maybe she'll know where he and Fred- That- that's- You're looking at your reflection in a mirror. Hello, kitty. Are you the criminal? Because you're wicked cute. <laughs> Jojo, I need you to focus. You're the leader of the Fur Force, and I'm a detective turned president with magic fairy powers. You're right. We should be able to solve this case, no problem. Just as soon as I finish pawing at this handsome cat, I keep telling you that's you. And I keep forgetting. <sighs> We really need some help here. Like from a secret detective? Yes. How did you know? Handsome cat told me he knows all. Okay, that's too weird to explore right now, or maybe ever. Let's just find this secret detective. 
Oh, I'm already here, eh? It was a large porcupine, wearing a furry-necked jacket like a park ranger, only their quills had all poked through the back. Wait, how did you manage to put this jacket on over my quills? I don't know, but ever since I did, I became a talking porcupine detective. You can call me Devra. Pronouns she, they. Pleasure to meet you, Detective Devra. I'm President President Elise. I read the papers that Alabaster recycles. Then I'm sure you've heard of me, JF Cat. No, not really. But I used to be president too. Well, that's good for you. And this here is my mirror me, GQ Cat. Charmed. That was him talking. Okay, we've got to get him away from this mirror. And track down those ninja trolls, eh? Ninja trolls? Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. There's only one kind of troll that wraps themselves up in thick cloth so they don't leave a scent or make a sound. Ah, which must be why I've never caught one. Well, that ninja cloth is woven from troll wood fibers, which, as any detective knows, can easily snag on interdimensional spaces like this mirror here. They must have gone and grabbed someone from another reality. And using one of her porcupine quills, Detective Devra gently brushed at a tiny black smudge on the mirror. The mirror rippled like a pond. And she pulled away the smudge, which wasn't a smudge at all, but a tiny curl of trowood fiber. Remarkable. How did you know it's nothing you couldn't have figured out if you weren't so busy being president? I admit she has gotten a bit rusty. Unlike me and GQ here, we're at the top of our games. Naturally. That was him again. Right, nice work, detective. Now, how do you suggest we break into a secret ninja troll hideout? That part's easy as pinecone pie. We just go and get ourselves captured. Wonderful. Uh-oh. Perfect. That was GQ again. We know. We know. 24 hours before the game. Oh, stop it, Mr. Eric. Hey, I'll just skip the last couple of flashbacks. We could try, but it might be a little confusing. And we're skipping, and we're back to the present, and here we go. Wasn't that easy? I guess. It's the Ninja Trolls versus the Puny Mortals. And a troll role match that could determine the very fate of humanity. And why is that again? Yeah, well, I was going to explain all that in the flashback. Quit living in the past, Mr. Eric. You might want to pay attention to the game, seeing as you're one of the players. I am? It's all explained in the flashbacks. But you just... what? Now let's roll! Fred the Dog uses his incredibly long tongue. To roll Alabaster's head out into center field. Ow, ouch, ooh, this cave is so rocky. And here come the ninja trolls, each wielding a massive trudgel. It's a good thing everyone on the field's got troll healing powers, right? We do. It was in the flashback. Oh, thank goodness. Ow! Alabaster's head goes sailing towards his own whole goal. And troll roll, that's a pet of pointy stalagmites. Like rocks pointing up from the ground. And why did I agree to be this head again? <laughs> well, I can explain that really quickly if you just... Mr. Eric, lost in his own self-importance, forgets to guard the whole goal. Ooh, uh, sorry, Alabaster. Ooh. And Alabaster's head goes tumbling in. Oh, go. Not so fast. 
What's this? Feralise, who is apparently also on the field, has cast a spell in order to save Alabaster's head. How she got to be on his team alongside Fred, Detective Devra, Mr. Eric, and JF Cat, we may never know. Very sloppy storytelling, if you ask me. <laughs> and that's the penalty horn. It seems no magic is allowed on the field. Except the magic that lets people pop off their heads. Have we said to the kids not to try this at home? It bears repeating, Mama Gemma. Kids, don't pull off each other's heads. Or use giant clubs as part of your playtime. I don't know why anyone watches this game. People just keep getting hurt. Nonsense. Safety is their number one concern here at the Troll Bowl. See, they're bringing out a little helmet to put on Alabaster before the penalty kick. Finally. Now, of course, for the penalty kick, one of the ninja trolls gets to kick Alabaster's body into the hole. My body? Then what's the point of this helmet? Well, they get an extra point if they knock your body into your head. Unbelievable. Heads nor tails. The ninja troll's best kicker lines up downfield. The rest of Alabaster has been wandering blindly about the pitch, unaccustomed to being headless. That's gonna be a difficult shot to line up. The crowd is going wild. Stop the game! Let us out! What kind of sport is this anyway? If Alabaster is head back. Heads nor heads in for the kick. Okay, no, let's just wait a minute there. Detective Devros steps in the way of the troll, <laughs> bristling her spidey porcupine quills. You can't get in the way of a penalty kick. That's like a double penalty or something. You asked us to help you save your game, and that's why we all agreed to play. Was that all covered in the- In the flashback, yes. And what about the crowd? It doesn't feel like they're really that into it. Well, we might have ninja-napped What If World and chained them to their caved-in seats. But we had a good reason. No one was watching Troll Roll anymore. Maybe people don't want to watch a sport about people getting hurt. I don't think that's the problem. And you know, I think it's really cool that my head gets to be the ball. But why not just let someone cast it like a protective spell around it? I mean, we already allowed non-trolls to play that game. Now you want to change everything that makes troll roll troll roll. The quote-unquote fans were getting very antsy in their seats. All right, Mr. Rerig, I get it. We'll let everyone go. But maybe you you come back and catch another troll roll game? Yeah, I'm still waiting for me hot dog. Maybe if you clean it up a little bit, we'd actually want to watch. And so the crowd slowly filed out leaving the three giant ninja trolls with their six captives. You know, when you stand here narrating, Mr. Rerick, it's kind of a weird vibe. Okay, okay, well then, could I just please get sent back to what is world? Sure thing. Just gonna pop you into the old interdimensional tummy. D- interdimensional what? Well, <laughs> 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 Well, Baba Jemma, this game has ground swiftly to a halt. Yeah, I was just starting to learn the rules. Indeed, they probably should not have hired us. And so ended the 605th annual troll roll. Without a win, loss, or even a tie. But how could they make it a game that was fun for everyone to play? Oh, I get it. It's one of those audience participation episodes. <laughs> Why didn't you say that in the first place, Mr. Rerick? But well, I was trying to keep it a surprise. You could have at least hinted at it in the flashbacks. I didn't get to do enough of the... You know what? Never mind. Never mind. The end. 
Folks at home, I hope you enjoyed the story. If you want to see more Troll Roll, tell us one rule or feature of the game that you would add to make it fun and safe for people other than trolls. Would they still use trudgels and trolders? Would they still play in a giant cave stadium or cave diem? Would the whole goal have sharp stalagmites at the bottom? And could people safely pop off their heads to play? Or might there be another way? You can send your ideas in to whatifworldpodcast at gmail.com. We accept write-ins or audio messages. Or if you're in the U.S., you can call 205-605-WHAT. That's 9428. And just remember to always get your grown-ups permission and their help if you need it. And of course, if you want to support the show, check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld for lots of great rewards. Abacus P. Grumbler here to shout out Clara who just turned eight on February 23rd. A very happy belated birthday to you, Clara. Now I've got a whole slew of shout-outs for ya. First, there are twins, Colin, age seven, who loves Minecraft. Seth, age seven, who loves Minecraft and hamburgers. And Amelia, age 12, who loves cats, dogs, horses, and drawing. Then there's Tessa, age 7. She's from Orange County, California. Finally, there's Alfie, who loves building Star Wars Legos. And his sister, Jojo, who has excellent taste in names. And I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator. Craig Martinson for our theme song. My associate producer, Miss Lynn. And all you kids at home who know you can modify just about any sport in order to make it more inclusive and fun. Until we meet again. Keep wondering.